Hello and welcome to episode 67. How you doing? Now hopefully you enjoyed our last episode all about the Alpen method, helping you to get things on your to-do list done. If you haven't heard it yet, it's worth a listen if your to-do list is piling up. But this episode is going to be a roundup of the resource that we've shared on social media in the last few weeks. Now, we did this on episode 65, and it seemed to go down well. So we're going to have a look at all the helpful posts, ideas, and articles that we've shared on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And there's loads. We're going to cover procrastination, time chunks, your why and your how, mindsets, self-sabotage, damaging your brain, dealing with overwhelming to-do lists. It's all starting to feel a bit heavy going. Um, Recharging taking things personally, and meditation. There we go. End with a bit of calm. Hopefully there'll be something in there for everyone, so let's go. Now, back in September, we shared two Psychology Today articles on Twitter, and they were about helping with procrastination. On the 5th of September, we shared a great article by Robert Tabai, and this article was about procrastination, but it was nicely done because... He wrote it as a story about two people called Matt and Kim. And this was aimed at helping people with ADHD and anxiety with procrastination. But I think the advice here can help all of us. Well, all of us that suffer from procrastination anyway. Robert gives us all eight steps to overcome it. And they include doing the hard stuff first, taking breaks and avoiding all or nothing thinking. And then the second article, which we published on the 8th of September, was by Brian Robinson. And that was called, Why Procrastination is a Friend Without Benefits. And this gives us 10 more tips covering reward, priorities and deadlines. The section on deadlines included the line, When you have lifelines instead of deadlines, you're less likely to hear that whooshing sound as the deadlines go by. A reference to Douglas Adams there, of course, um, our fave author of the Hitchhikers trilogy, which includes the line, I love deadlines, I like the whooshing sound they make as they fly by. We miss you, Douglas. Anyway, two helpful articles there on dealing with procrastination and links to both will be in the show notes. Incidentally, if you don't know what I mean by in the show notes, it's the text that accompanies each podcast episode. You can find it in a couple of places. You can find it on the website, sharppodcast.com. All you've got to do is find this episode, 067. Then click on show notes and all the links will be there. And if you're listening on a podcatcher app like Apple Podcasts or Android, have a look at the episode and you should see the show notes right there, attached to the episode itself. Now on the 15th of September on Facebook, we shared a link to a great podcast from Accidental Creative. Now, I love this podcast. It's from Todd Henry, and it's all about being creative and productive. This particular link was to an episode and an article about time chunks. So this is the idea of blocking time off in your calendar for focused work. It's a nice listen, it's a great read, and it's fab content. That's the accidental creative, the podcast, and the article link will be in the show notes, all about time chunks. Also on the 15th of September... I published a picture of a sunrise on Instagram with a quote, work on your why to help your how. Now, I don't think I'm quoting anybody directly with that sentence. I think I made it up. If I have made it up, I might copyright it. 
Anyway, I've learned over the years that often, if we only focus on how we're going to get things done, we can sometimes get stuck. We can either lose motivation or get lost in the detail. And sometimes it can be because we're not clear on why we're doing something. Stephen Covey says in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People about habit two, which is start with the end in mind, he says this, quote, When people on podcasts say quote and then they quote something, I always think to myself, did you need to tell me that was a quote? It's quite obvious that was a quote. As soon as a word came out of my mouth, I thought I'm going to stop doing that. What Stephen Covey says is these words I'm about to tell you. How different our lives are when we really know what is deeply important to us. And keeping that picture in mind, we manage ourselves each day to be and to do what really matters most. So if you're stuck, maybe work is getting too much or um, you've got challenges with your family. Um, Here's an example I just thought of, actually. Um, Wearing the mask in the coronavirus crisis. So when I wear a mask in the coronavirus situation or at any other time, um, my glasses keep steaming up and that makes it difficult to navigate the supermarket. So when you're walking around the supermarket and your glasses are steamed up, it's tempting to give in and take your mask off. But then when I remember why I'm wearing a mask, it is because I don't want to add to the problem of the pandemic. So I'm going to carry on putting up with this small inconvenience because I'm clear on why I'm doing it. Now, you can apply this to big projects. You can apply it to company-wide activities or little tiny things like wearing a face mask. Be clear on your why to help your how. On the 24th of September on Facebook, I posted a link to a Forbes article, and the article was called Why You Must Slay Your Mindset and Stop Self-Sabotage to Achieve Your Goals. Now, the article link had a picture of Russell Brand with his eyes closed, which seemed a little bit intriguing to me. Now, this article is written by Selena DaCosta, and it's got loads of really useful content about what self-sabotage is and the difference between fixed and growth mindsets, habits and limiting beliefs. It's a really rich read. We love a little alliteration and well worth your time. Oh, and the reason for Russell Brand having his eyes closed, that was a picture of him meditating and there's a quote in the article from him that says, if you were experiencing a lot of self-sabotage, did you notice I didn't do quote then? Um, anyway, Russell Brand says in this article, if you're experiencing a lot of self-sabotage, that will be coming from your embedded programming. If I don't address that, then I develop a pattern of self-sabotaging in the world of my relationships or the world of my work. End quote. Anyway, that's a great read, so have a look. It's Forbes.com. The article is by Celine DaCosta, and it's all about stopping self-sabotage to achieve your goals. On the 3rd of October on Twitter, I shared an article from thebestbrainpossible.com, and the article was called Seven Modern Lifestyle Habits Doing the Most Damage to Your Brain. Now, this website is a smashing website. It's from a lady called Debbie Hampton, and the subtitle of the website is Information and Inspiration for Anyone with a Brain. So I guess that's all of our listeners, eh? Debbie's the author of books like Sex, Suicide and Serotonin, and she certainly has had some experience that we can all learn from. Now, this article 
looks at seven things that can adversely affect how our brains work. And some might surprise you. Now, you might guess at some of them, like things like a lack of sleep or too much stress. But did you know that as your BMI, your body mass index, increases, your brain shrinks? Or that there's a direct correlation between physical exercise and improved brain power? Debbie explains that in 2011, the Mayo Clinic went through 1,600 papers on exercise and there was no disputing that exercise had a definite positive effect on memory, learning, performance and motivation while reducing depression, age-related decline and the risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. That article is a great read. If you want to help your brain, and I know that mine needs all the help it can get, it's called Seven Modern Lifestyle Habits Doing the Most Damage to Your Brain and it's at the best and it's at the bestbrainpossible.com. Of course, the link is on the show notes, but I insist on you doing 20 push-ups before you read them. I don't insist on you doing 20 push-ups before you read them. I don't think I could even do 20 push-ups. Right, on the 15th of October on Facebook, we had a look at an article by Leo Babauta at Zen Habits about to-do lists and specifically what to do with your to-do lists if they are overwhelmingly long. Leo helps with practical advice on prioritising and using short lists. He gives us philosophical advice on your relationship with your tasks and psychological advice on focusing on one thing at a time. I like this article. Thanks, Leo. Leo and Zen Habits, it's always great value and I thoroughly recommend having a look at them. So that's when your task list is overwhelmingly long at Zen Habits. And of course, the link, as always, is in the show notes. On the 18th of October, on Instagram, I published a picture of me laying face down on the kitchen floor. Why did I do that? Because it's accompanied by the words that I have definitely created these words that say, taking time out to recharge is important. If you don't believe me, ask your smartphone. See what I did there? I'm pleased with it. Um, I hope it resonated with someone. On the 30th of October on Facebook, I shared a piece by Lachlan Brown at Hack Spirit. And this was called 11 Tips to stop taking things personally. Now, for some people, we can get stuck because we find it hard to shrug off things that have happened. And we can spend a lot of time ruminating on what something means or what did I do wrong. Lachlan shares a series of tips to help with practical ideas on things like working on your confidence or putting yourself in other people's shoes or how to deal with your reactions. There's loads here, and if you struggle with this kind of stuff and it's limiting your beliefs, have a read. We like Lachlan. He shares loads of stuff. There's loads of good ideas, and that will be in the show notes. 11 tips to stop taking things personally. Oh, man. I'll explain to her when I play it back. On the 7th of November on Twitter, we shared an interesting read from Hack Spirit on some surprising statistics on meditation. Now, I think the days have gone where meditation is this fringe cult activity. Meditation's much more mainstream now, primarily because of the benefits. I meditate every day, and I'm not the kind of person to get into any woo-woo kind of stuff. But some of these stats even surprised me. For example, did you know that 40% of adult Americans claim to meditate at least once a week? Did you know that practicing meditation for six to nine months 
can reduce anxiety by 60% and sleeping problems by up to 50%. Or that the meditation market in the US was valued in 2019 at $1.2 billion. Some companies who incorporate meditation programs report a productivity jump of 120%. And there's loads of other interesting stats. And if meditation gets your interest, and the article then goes on to explain what to think about if you want to get into it, how long you can do it for, what the challenges are, and of course there's references to all the studies that have been quoted. I'll link the article in the show notes, obviously. And if you want to try meditation without the woo-woo, you can try the Headspace app, or my favourite is the 10% Happier app. Again, I'll give you the links to those too. Just for you, though. Don't tell anyone else. On the 10th of November, we shared a piece from a past guest, and I hope I'm okay in saying this, friend of the podcast, Jessica Abel. Now, this was called You Need to Know When to Say No and when to say, hell yeah. Now, we love Jessica's work. If you listen to our chat back in episode 42, you'll know that Jessica is a fantastic author. She's a cartoonist and an all-round cool cat. This particular piece is about trying to pursue a project like something creative, for example, whilst juggling everything else that life throws at you. And I can tell you why this resonates with me. Today, I'm recording this podcast on a day's holiday whilst Lisa is out at work, although you did hear her just ringing then. Um, We're going to move house in about two weeks. Work is crazy. But in amongst all of that crazy, it was important to me to spend time creating this for you. I'm not sure yet when I'm going to publish this episode, but I wanted to have an episode in the bag so that when I'm building the new studio in the new house, I'm not panicking because I've got nothing to share with you. And because I want to help you, it's important to me. So I managed to find the time to say, hell yeah, to the podcast today. Anyway, Jessica's smashing article talks about this challenge. Derek Sivers' phrase, it's either hell yeah or no. A cartoonist called Ron Wimberly, music, gardening, cooking elaborate meals, and how to deal with all these things in different ways. The article is based on a wider piece in Jessica's brilliant book, Growing Gills. Both this article and the book are great reads, And they, of course, are accompanied by fabulous illustrations. So that's Hell Yeah or No from Jessica Abel. Have a look. Now, my final share that I'm going to talk about today was a picture of a tree that I posted on Instagram, also on the 10th of November. Now, I came across this tree whilst I was out on a walk in the woods. And it was poignant to me because if you've listened to the podcast in the past, you know that I love the woods. I go there to reflect to calm down and often to record bits for this podcast. You might remember that Liam joined us in the last episode for the first time as Chief Outdoor in the Woods Sound Engineer, and he did a great job. Well, as I've mentioned, we're on the move, and that means that by the time this episode comes out, sadly for me, I'll no longer be able to walk to those woods because we will be living somewhere else. And I feel a bit sad about that, if I'm honest, but if you've seen the post you'll know that it says, life is change and don't we know it this year. (laughs) Because 2020 has been all sorts of bonkers, hasn't it? I honestly cannot remember a year like it personally. And sometimes change can be hard. And often that can be because we're perhaps clinging a bit too much onto stability and security. If we really value those qualities then when change happens, it can be hard to deal with. But that tree 
hasn't stood there, stoically, for hundreds of years, unchanging. It too has changed. It's grown, the roots have driven further into the ground, it's changed shape, size, and that's helped it deal with storms, floods, and probably the odd dog cocking his leg and having a wee. And that feels like a good thought to leave on. Not the dog having a wee, but the idea that lots has changed this year. Because lots has changed, and lots will carry on changing. And if we can all let go a little bit of the desire to cling on to things staying the same, then it can make dealing with change a little bit easier. I reckon so anyway. Let me know what you think. After all, you are the reason I make this podcast. And if it means something to you, then it means something to me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Take care. Speak soon. <laughs>